sometimes there's this mentality, this defeating mentality that, man, oh, it's summertime, you know, your, your attendance is going to drop, your giving is going to drop. And there's some pot- potentially some truth to that, but don't even think that way. This is an opportunity mm. for church growth. I found that, you know, doing intentional um, service projects, community engagement stuff, summer block parties, park parties. We were doing something called a summer splash fest <laughs> and just renting out a bunch of water things. I mean, so much opportunity to engage and maximize the summer season uh, in fresh ways for the purpose of engagement and gospel inviting. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radden, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. My name is Noah Oldham, the lead pastor of August Gate in St. Louis, joined by Dahadi Lewis, the lead pastor of Blueprint in Atlanta, and Hayden Ratner, the senior pastor of Walk Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brothers, it's so good to see you guys. Yeah. Yes, so sir. good. Back at it. Well, guys... It is, it's summertime. It is, uh, the weather has turned warm. The, the, the season has changed. And as the word tells us, God has given us these seasons for his glory, his purposes. And I thought today be an awesome opportunity as we begin the summertime season to talk about just some helpful opportunities and maybe even some challenges to those opportunities that we face as church plants and as churches and as leaders as we look into the summer. All kinds of opportunities. I'd love to be able to help our listeners out with thinking uh, both missionally and thinking community uh, of the church. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think this is definitely a time of the year that we need to be intentional with. You know, I mean, it's the time of the year pretty much no matter where you live in the United States, this is the time where people are going to come outside. This is the time where, you, you know, most people are at the parks, they're out. This is the time that you get a lot of engagement, you know, all of that. And especially after a pandemic, you know, um, year and a half, like this is the time for us to think very missionally, to think engaging in that way. So I, I'm all for that in just really making sure that we are, um, strategic in seasons like, you know, in seasons and times like this in summertime specifically. Yeah, I like that. No, it's good. It's good to think seasonally and to think, hey, in season, out of season, right? Whatever season we're in, Jesus is in it. And um, yeah, I, I come into agreement with this topic, um, especially for church planters, because, you know, this is a, a good time I found, you know, our church is five and a half years old, but we've really tried to maximize every summer. And, and you know, I think in a lot of ways, sometimes there's this mentality, this defeating mentality that, man, oh, it's summertime, you know, your, your attendance is going to drop, your giving is going to drop. And there's some pot- potentially some truth to that, but don't even think that way. This is an opportunity mm. for church growth. I found that, you know, doing intentional um, service projects, community engagement stuff, summer block parties, park parties. We were doing something called a summer splash fest <laughs> and just renting out a bunch of water things. I mean, so much opportunity to engage and maximize the summer season uh, in fresh ways for the purpose of engagement and gospel inviting 
I'm excited for uh, 2021 summer because I think the hottie hit it right on the head. People are there. I'm trying to think of a word beyond hungry to do stuff. People are just like, hey, mm-hmm. if you just invite me to something outside, I'm there. And so we're thinking mm-hmm. as a team strategically, how do we how do we jump in? How do we lean into the momentum that just organically was created for us by a pandemic? You know what I'm talking about, Noah? That's right, man. I, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I want us to start there. Like yeah. Maybe even thinking about all three of our churches, what are we doing this summer? What do you already have on the docket? What are you planning for? Hayden, you, you've got several ideas. I mean, sh- share with us how you came up to the point of doing the Splash Fest and doing these other things you got planned this summer. What's that look yeah. like? Yeah. So for us, you know, again, the audience of this podcast could, could be a, a wide range and diverse, but there could be some church planners. Like there's there's two church planners coming out of our church right now that, that already have, I think, eight different mission teams lined up to come serve with them this summer from churches all wow. around the country, right? And what better way to utilize a team, get them in front of people. I mean, we all want to get in front of people that need Jesus, right? That's the goal. Then to set up events that are uh, big front doors. And so that's kind of where that came for us is where we had uh, strategic teams and we had a lot of people in our church that just wanted to serve, wanted to like, Lord, use me. And some people are really good at grilling. Some people are really good at at a registration tent. Some people are just really good at walking around and connecting with people or hosting games or bounce houses, things like that. And so, yeah, that's kind of, we just said, okay, what what type of gifts do we have? What, what cards do we have in our deck? Let's play them. Let's use them. And uh, let's utilize mission teams. And so I want to encourage, you know, all the planters and team members that are watching or listening right now, especially if you have a team coming out. Hey, let me go ahead and add another plug. If you don't have a team come out, ask churches to potentially say, hey, you know, partnering churches or those who may be interested in your context or city. Hey, would you mind sending a team? Because we want to do an event this summer to reach our context, to reach our community city and that's that's what we've done before we launched, and we don't want to take our foot off the gas now, even though we're a little bit older. We're doing stuff like that. That's good. But you, Dahadi, what you guys have on on tap for the summer? Well, I mean, I think it's spot on what what Hayden is saying, and I think one of the things that we and what we've seen at Blueprint over the years is that yes, because we have a heavy college presence and you know, mm. that, that our numbers definitely do dip, you know, in the summer. Sure. But what has happened is. Almost for for multiple years, obviously COVID not excluded, we would always either have to go to two services or three services or send out a church plant when August came back. Because while it didn't seem like they were growing, you know, we were growing because when the college students came back, then it was like, oh, it's time. And then so if you look, a lot of times in October was like, we got to go back. You know, we got to go to another service or, you know, because of that, or we got to send out a church plant you know, and a lot of different things is because of that kind of dynamic that we have. So I would just say is it is one of those things that just like, but because of being very intentional, you know, in the summer. So there's a couple of things that in the summer that we do is like, we actually at, at Blueprint, we take off, you know, when I say take off is that we stop our city group rhythms. You know, we talk about it in the, you know, J, the J months, but specifically June and July, we take off because it's like, let's give our city group leaders a, a break. This is the natural thing, you know, and let's be intentional about getting outside. Let's get intentional about doing things. So there's still an intentionality, 
about going out, but this is also a time that we do a thing called imprint where we're saying, hey, we're one of, we are wanting to make sure that we're doing things like, you know, different lay institute classes, how to do, you know, just like things where we're pouring into them, you know, in those those months. And so we call this basically this season is our development season, right? Where we're we're intentionally trying to develop the leaders. Mm-hmm. We're kind of we're looking back and celebrating the leaders that we were, and then we're preparing the leaders that's going to be, you know, starting back up, you know, right in, you know, August, kicking us off in this next year. And so we're really, you know, very trying to be very intentional about this this time. And it's and it's one, it creates a rhythm in our city groups that that just gives them some breaks so they're not going all the time. And also they're not feeling frustrated because everybody's yeah. traveling and there's so much inconsistency, you know, during the summer months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I learned about the summertime is just the principle you guys have both spoken to a little bit already is just get outside and get outside and do stuff, not only missionally, which has already been spoken to, but I think attractionally as well. And so the church is often inside the four walls. We do services and people in the community may drive by the building and never know what it looks like to be a part of the family of God. So they have all these assumptions. This is what that church does. This is what church is about. And so we like to, in the summertime, do things that we do as a church, just do them outside where the world can look on. And so we actually have a couple planned this summer to do these outdoor game and worship nights. And so going to have tons of people outside on on our property. We're going to have yard games. We're going to have food and popsicles and all of that. And going to be obviously inviting the neighborhood, hey, come be a part of this. But towards the end of the evening, when it's starting to get a little darker, we're going to then have a, a worship time. And so people that that are they're able to look on and see these people who just played games and had fun and cut up and listened to, to, to cool music that I also enjoy, now all of a sudden, now they're turning their attention vertically because they, yeah. they believe in God. And, and so they get to hear and see all of that. And I think of the book of Acts where the early church, they met in the temple and they weren't just meeting in the temple because uh, that's where you had to do Bible studies. They did that in their homes. They were there because that was the, the place of public life. And I think that it's a good thing in the summertime for us to encourage the church to get out into the public life. Yeah, I love that, what you're saying about the the idea of the corporate. We, did, we do a thing called Church in the Park. It's I, I, wish, I, wonder, I wish we can say that it was a great, like masterminds plan, but actually <laughs> like early in our church plant years, we literally got kicked out of our building and we had like no, in a week's notice. And so here we were, but God and his sovereignty, we had a park already reserved because we was going to go outdoors. And so we was just like, how, how about we just do church in the park? And so we went out there. And so there's a park right across the street, you know, which there's a lot of trauma and tragedy and they actually call it peace park. But, um, you know, there was we go out there annually, sometimes a couple times a year, and we just throw, we bring out like smoothie, not smoothie, but like um, icy trucks and games, and we're, we're we're bringing out the time, and we're just really just doing very similar to what you're doing, and we just it's church in the park, and you can see a lot of people who are usually there, they're around, and and this has been really really fruitful, especially because I'm you know I live in the neighborhood and. Right there. So this is, I think what you're talking about is good. And what it also does is that it brings energy and refreshment to the body. It mixes things up. They're they're excited. They're seeing something yeah. different, you know. And you know, and it's in its intersection. So what we do is like we literally replace our Sundays. So we don't have our Sundays and we don't do it after. We replace Sundays with this time so that because we want maximum impact. We want most of our people there. And that's the time that people have already set aside 
So it was just like, how can we, that time that's already set aside, how can we be missional? And what it does, it shows the priority of being missional, you know, even to saying that we're going to give up our Sunday gathering in order to do this. Yeah, I like what that, what you guys were saying. And I think for the person that's listening right now, um, you're hearing stuff that's happening with Blueprint in Atlanta. You're hearing stuff that's happening, you know, in St. Louis with August Gate and our church in Vegas. You know, I would just say also consider this, you know, operate to the level that you're on. It doesn't, yeah. if, if, if your church plant, you know, maybe you're in this core group phase, maybe you're in this dream phase, maybe you're a year in, you're like, man, I don't have the budget or I don't have the people to pull off a huge park party um, or a splash fest or what that, but if you're able to do something, maybe you're able to just say, hey, maybe you got a, a core team of 12 people and you're saying, if each person brings one, now we got a, a, a group of about 30 people doing this outdoor thing. And then you say, okay, we're not just going to do it in June. We're going to do it back to school one in August as well. And you tap into all the people that came and maybe you have like a, a check-in thing where everybody puts their email down and they get a ticket that gives them free food. You know, and then you're able to just hit those people and just say, hey, we're so glad you came. Here's maybe a next step if you're considering that. I think all those things, these are, this is a summer's an open invite time to try to yeah. run those plays, if you would. That's, you know, you yeah. don't always get, get the same freedom throughout the year where people are as interested or, or even as open or free. I was going to ask you guys this, Noah and Dahadi, I want to learn from you guys right now, even on the spot. Typically, you know, our church would do a VBS in the summertime or something of the like, Vacation Bible School. Um, this year, we're trying to figure out what are some, you know, different ways for us to engage the next generation even uh, in this season. And we're trying to, we're looking for ideas and stuff. So what are you guys doing? Yeah, well, man, I'll, one of the things, oh, go ahead, Dottie. No, no, go ahead. You got it. You got it. I was going to say, one of the things I have written down um, is to encourage people to do old school things in new ways. Like, uh. There's a reason why the church has had these different rhythms throughout generations. It's because it works. Wow. And we often come along in the next generation and we're like, we got to throw it out because it's old school. We just got to reinvent it. We got to say, okay, how do we make this applicable? You know, something that still gathers people is just put a hoop out in your parking lot. We got a parking lot. Uh, somebody brought, donated some old basketball hoop that I wouldn't even keep up at my house for my kids because it's falling apart. We put it out in a parking lot and there are kids, teenagers and adults here almost every day hooping, almost mm. every day. Wow! And we, we just decided, hey, this summer, because we're still kind of in the post-pandemic era, being able to do the same kind of uh, kids camp, like a VBS, we've often called it a kids camp. Instead of doing that, what's more inside focus, we said, let's focus our attention on doing something outside and let's do a sports camp. Nice. We got some people that play soccer and basketball and, and what is outside with kids. And I tell you what, families in the community love it because not everybody uh, has the ability, the funds, the time, the availability to say, I can stay at home at some, uh, during the summer when my kids are home. They love to know their kids are going to be a place for a few hours. They're getting positive attention. They're getting fed. They're going to be safe. And I think the church can come along and partner with families in a huge way by doing old school things in a new school way. Yeah, I love right. that. I love that. And, and I think that's, you know, what we're, we also have to teach our people what we can do collectively, you also can do individually or in pods. And I think a lot of right. times we we feel like, and, and we can train our people to wait for the staff or the church to come up with what we're going to do collectively. And so, you know, very, very similar. We just individually 
put out a pole, like a, um, a basketball goal in our front yard. And guess what? Same thing. Kids are always over there. And it's like in front of my house, just playing. And, you know, we let them know. We move the cars out the way so that they can, you know, play. The other thing that, that we do is that we have a, a young lady in our ministry who literally does kickball every Sunday at five o'clock after the church. And she just invites kids, neighborhood kids. And guess what? Wow. She invites us and we go out there and do that. And so it's like, these are not official church events, but we're encouraging our church members, hey, be intentional about doing these things and being outside. But I love what you said, Hayden, earlier, because, you know, a lot of times you think about like, I got to do a big, a big splash. And if I can't do a big splash, I'm not going to do anything at all. And that's a lot of times it got me in a lot of trouble with my wife because I felt like I can't do anything for my wife unless I do something big for her. And she was like, you miss it. Like, wow. I would rather you do small things for me instead of always trying to do the big things, you know, and they're becoming a lot fewer mm. and farther between. And so one of the things that we would do early on is that we would literally just do things like, hey, why don't a few of us just go to a gas station, like outdoor, and then say, hey, can we, you know, pay for some of your gas? You know, it's like we would just literally sit there wow. and just say, can we pay for gas? Or we would go to a laundromat and say, hey, you know, like, can this be on us? We, we would love to pay for your laundry, you know? And so we're just doing things like mm. that. Just, you know, small, don't take a big thing. It don't take a lot of planning, like literally just going. And just, and it's yeah. also encouraging other people. And it doesn't have to be this, like there was no banners. There was no church sign. There was no events. It was just individuals out there just trying to get them to be a blessing into the community. And it's something that, you know, that you always say it is just like, like how can we in our communities be a blessing, not a burden? Right. And if we can just take that mindset okay. in as individuals, I think, man, we, like if we can embody that. And so a lot of times, again, I've said it on here before. Yeah. It's like, how do we shift our our core team, our leaders, our members, wherever we are to think to move from a family of members to a family of missionary disciple makers? And I really think that if we can constantly okay. take on that identity, that man, it, I think we can really engage in, in a lot of different ways. It's good. Yeah, man, because we change that identity instead of feeling like, oh, people are gone and they're missing the church. They're not being the church. If they're a family of members, we might feel that way. But if they're a family of missionary disciple makers and they're not here because of summer rhythms, we know that they're out there doing the work of making disciples. And that's that's the last thing I wanted to share today. I I think what I've learned and encourage people to learn maybe not the hard way is don't fight the rhythms of life in the summer. People have sports. They have vacation time. It's good to have vacation time. Right. And if we're equipping our members to live as missionaries, you want them to spend a lot of concentrated time on a sports team with families, many of whom may not know Christ, so they can dive deeper into relationship. And after a three-month season, they may be bringing people in that now have been introduced to Christ because they've spent weekends and weeks together. And yeah. so instead of fighting that, of, oh, our 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 attendance is going to be down. It's like, you should be down. Get out there and be invested in relationships. And we don't see you every week. We understand, but go with the gospel. Go and yeah. make disciples. Go on mission. And man, that that's the that was a paradigm shift for me. It went yeah. from frustration throughout the summer months to excitement of mm. what's God doing in these months while our members are away. How can we pray for them? Yeah. Yeah. Noah, you, you made me think of something when I when you were sharing that. Um, that that we're gonna do this this summer too. That's a little bit unique. Um, again, for us, 
were about five and a half years old and we put into our um just our pastoral planning that whenever one of our elder pastors hits that five-year mark um full a full-time elder pastor uh, they're going to take at least a one-month sabbatical so this summer is the summer for me to to do that and nina and i are super pumped up where we're going to take a month in the month of july to really get off the grid and turn our phones off and really have intentional family time outside of the city for a good part of it and really it's going to be a recharge and refresh i'm grateful for the summer because it's a space to really do that and do that well and on on the other side so i say that to say maybe that's something that you need to consider to the listener or viewer um, but on the other side of that, I'm also excited because it's requiring all of our team members to level up. It's an mm-hmm. automatic, we got to own this because right now, right, we're doing Sundays, we're doing Wednesday prayer, we're doing a variety of different things. And so it, it's forcing me to make sure I'm equipping, I'm doing the Ephesians yeah. 4, equipping the the leaders and the ministers to lead that Wednesday prayer meeting, lead this staff meeting, lead, you know, we're going to have four different people preach four different sermons in our new summer series. And so I think, you know, that's something to consider as well for specifically lead pastor planters. Summertime's a good time to equip as well. That's good. Yeah. yeah rest, good. equip, level up. Love it. Well, guys, I know this has been helpful for listeners, for viewers. Overall point, hey, don't waste your summer. Use it there for the go. glory of God, all kinds of purposes. Uh, don't waste it. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. As always, we hope this has been helpful. We'd like for you to subscribe to this, share it with those who could be helpful. And if you have any any questions, you have anything you want us to tackle, always get a hold of us and let us know that. If you want to know more about church planting with the Send Network, uh, you can go to sendnetwork.com or you can text the words Send Network to 888-123. That's 888-123 to find out more about church planting with Send Network. And until next time, We Are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Send Network, a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.